This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cybersecurity. Some of us assume we just go and get our Norton's box every year and we're good to go. But you know what? The hackers out there they usually have a key for that lock. I want to bring in a guest that I've been looking forward to talking to for about a week now. Richard Rogerson is uh, kind enough to join me from back on the East Coast. He's the CEO and founder of Packet Labs Limited. Richard, good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, you know what? I I love this because I think cybersecurity, we just assume, you know, it's a real quick fix or we call our IT department. But your business, Packet Labs, is actually a group of hackers, ethical hackers, that make sure that everything's on the up and up. Yeah, absolutely. So we get hired by companies of various sizes from, say, the smaller businesses all the way up to the larger enterprises to put their security to the test. So they hire us to try and attempt to break in and understand where they're weak and, of course, how to make their security much better. Now, when we think of this on a larger scale, you know, every once in a while we hear about a large company that's had a data breach. Is there a commonality between these breaches? Like you think of the banking sector, the health sector, all the information that we have with these trusted organizations and industries. Do you see one commonality where everybody seems to drop the ball? Definitely. And I think it's security awareness. What security awareness refers to is the education that we give people to arm them against um, someone who's trying to dupe them. So really training our staff and making sure that they're aware of the various scams that could take place and making sure they're ready for those, you know, unwanted emails that they might get, you know, that email with the, the O2 good um, um, pretext saying, you know, there's a discount on this, this product, you know, you need to jump on this offer right now. You know, when we teach people and we give them the cues to say, these are the things to get out, to look out for, they become a lot more suspicious of these actors and they become more aware of their presence. So when they do get those phone calls, they're a little bit more prepared for them. How often, Richard, are you training your staff? I would imagine it's a bit of a cat and mouse game. You guys come in, um, you know, you're learning about the latest ways that people are trying to infiltrate systems. Do you feel like this is constantly shifting every year? It's definitely constantly shifting. And and for us, you know, even the entry point to our team is a 24-hour challenge where we require staff prove, you know, hands-on keyword that they can break into systems. And then we continuously train them year after year after year to really level up their game. And it's really that cat and mouse game of how easy is it to compromise a network versus, um, you know, what are the resistance that we're likely to face? And for, you know, general people, it's on an annual basis at a minimum. And I think that the most successful organizations that train their staff, it's it's really baked into everything. It's the posters that are in the, the meeting rooms. Um, it's the... Um, the emails with the warning banners that they're, you know, an external um, party and to treat the email with caution. Um, but it's it's really every day that we have to do this uh, to make sure everybody's aware because it only takes one email, one click uh, for someone to end up uh, compromising a network. And it's you know just making sure that we're constantly testing and training and, and, and verifying our staff are following these recommendations. Richard Rogerson is CEO and founder of Packet Labs Limited. They uh, try to poke holes in companies' uh, data to make sure that they're as secure as possible. Richard, let me let me put it to you in its simplest terms. Let's say I click that link. What happens? 
So when you click that link, what often happens is there's a lot of pre-work that goes into getting ready for an attack. So what the attacker would do is they would understand what is the computer that you're running and what are the software packages I'm likely to encounter. And what they would do is they would find a vulnerability in those software packages. So a security patch you haven't applied. So what they'll do is they'll send an email um, or some other type of uh, pretext where when you click on the link, it may actually compromise your computer or it may be more of a social engineering. So they may ask for you to do something urgently, but it's generally either a technical compromise, so compromising your computer, or it's the human element actually attacking the user and trying to give them some some fake pretext to say, this is why I need this urgently. This is, you know, I need your password to get into your system. Or I have your password, but I also want your two-factor token. Um, so you have to make sure you're trying all these different things to make sure everybody's really thinking about security all the way through. I'm kind of curious, has AI changed the game a little bit? Like you think of voice authentication and things along that nature. Um, has that really made everybody kind of go back on their heels and be like, boy, this is another layer we got to deal with now? Absolutely. And it's made uh, um, hacking a lot more uh, quick for an attacker to take on. You think about taking the time to tediously make a landing page to dupe somebody to click on this link and it looks believable. Well, with AI, you can just write two sentences and ask for it to to make a page like that. Um, So it's making the attacks a lot lot more easy um, for the attackers. But it's also, on the other side, it's helping the defenders start to realize some of these attacks quicker. So there's, you know, there's both sides to AI, but I think it definitely does make, um, AI definitely does make, you know, the landscape a bit more challenging for for most people because it it does make these attacks a lot easier. You know, why would I take the time to write out a series of text messages if I can have someone um, or AI write the text messages in the native language? Because a lot of the attackers, they're from foreign countries where they don't have, you know, um, the right law enforcement to go in and step in and interrupt these types of things. So they may have language barriers, but with AI, the language barrier kind of goes quickly out the window. It makes it a lot easier for someone to be able to pull off these attacks because you can, you can write in whatever language that person that you're targeting is speaking. Boy, I, I hadn't even thought of that. That's amazing to me. Yeah, you're right. You could do it in any language. You could do it at any time. Banking, it's the last thing I'll ask you, Richard. Is that one industry that they uh, try to keep you away from or do they ask you for your services? Because I, I got to think right now, if I'm a bank, uh, I'm I'm totally susceptible. And I got to think there's a lot of people coming at us. Is that an industry that you feel is vulnerable? So the banking industry definitely invests heavily in cybersecurity. They're one of the first that have really done a huge, made a huge investment in cybersecurity. Um, but the other side of it is that they're also prime targets because you think of, you know, if you can break into a company and change the balance of your account, that is a pretty devastating attack. Further, if you can actually take that money out of the, the bank, <laughs> that becomes a lot more dangerous. So definitely banks are investing heavily in cybersecurity and we've done a lot of work with various banks throughout Canada to help shore up their defenses and test their applications, their systems, their infrastructure, all of their stuff to make sure that uh, they have a second set of eyes on them to be able to understand where they're weak and where an attacker would be able to take an advantage, take advantage of a specific system or application the way that's set up. So you think like the banks would launch a new mobile application, they would bring someone in to hack that application to test and put it through its paces to understand where it's weak. And that, you know, that may very well be Packet Labs who's sitting in that seat. 
Yeah, it's great information. Richard, thank you for staying up late for me. All of us on the West Coast do appreciate it. And again, I'll direct people to Packet Labs um, to make sure that if they do, if they're with an organization that's looking for some help, they can go to packetlabs.net. Thank you for your time this evening. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Awesome.